Be thankful we now know that J.C. Jackson will not be missing a ton of time after a minor surgery. We now know he should be back within two to four weeks, but could miss two big games against division rivals. You are Locked On Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up and welcome into the Lockdown Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade, joined as always by my co-host, David Drogemeyer. And we've been covering the Chargers now together for over six seasons. We're headed into our fifth season as the host of the Lockdown Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day. Thank you guys so much for making us your first listen. To make sure you never miss the show, go subscribe to the Lockdown Chargers YouTube channel. You can also follow the show for free on all platforms wherever you get your podcast from. But... David, a sweat definitely wiped off the brow with J.C. Jackson and the mystery surrounding it finally being over. Thankfully, we waited for everything to come out because now we know how much time he's going to miss, probably two to four weeks while he was getting surgery to begin with. And we'll also talk about the impact of him missing the games, but the Chargers also being much better set up to kind of handle that if he does have to miss games against the Raiders week one. And then Thursday night football against the Kansas City Chiefs. But we also got some news this week, David, because it seems like Trey Pipkins has officially tied up the starting right tackle position. It seems like with all the first team reps he's getting, he has now won that race. But this episode is brought to you by Brightco Jewelry and Watch Insurance. Brightco brings you comprehensive, fast, and affordable jewelry insurance for as low as $5 per month. Check out your special offer for lockdown listeners and get covered in under two minutes at bright.co forward slash lockdown. That's bright.co forward slash locked on david jc jackson we now know it was not an injury it was something he did for his own comfort and now we know he after getting a minor surgery and everyone has said it's minor so that's obviously the best news of it but it should just be two to four weeks as opposed to when everyone was going crazy thinking hey this is another chargers player who's gonna probably miss the whole season right i mean how could you not feel that way at first we've just been through so many of these different situations where we have these amazing players that get hurt and then you know you just think it's going to be over the season's done they're gone we can never have nice things charger fans (laughs) don't deserve it you know we're just we are those fans that are scorned but we can all breathe that nice relaxing sigh of relief knowing now that jc jackson is not hurt he is not injured he just had a procedure to make himself feel more comfortable when he's out there on the gridiron something he's dealt with pretty much his entire life since birth uh, according to reports and this is to help him be more comfortable and not have to play or worry about managing this type of pain when he's out there on the field Yeah, and I think the first question, especially with like the Kenneth Murray thing, right, and especially waiting to see exactly what's going on, right? Because Kenneth Murray took a lot of heat for when he got his uh, ankle surgery, another ankle surgery this offseason, and it did seem weird right away. But then you hear him, and it's like, hey, I tried to rehab it normally, and then it didn't end up working out, so I had to get surgery. The Chargers basically tried the same thing here, right, with J.C. Jackson. I'm glad we know now because it's like, hey, if this is something about your comfort, why did you not do it? At the beginning of the offseason, I know that was a big question on a lot of fans' minds for sure. And the answer is, hey, it just started bothering him two and a half weeks ago. He tried. They tried an injection. They tried, you know, rehabbing it, and nothing helped him. So he decided, hey, let's get this done now for his comfort, and the team agreed, according to Brandon Staley, and get him back on the field. I think that the positive thing here is, David, many times Brandon Staley is mentioning, hey, this is not an injury, right? You're not waiting for two bones to, you know, 
merge back together again. This is something that is basically a wound, right? He's basically yeah. just waiting for a wound to heal. He did get a minor surgery. He's not really going to be out a ton of time. He just kind of has to wait for that to heal. And what that kind of means to me, David, is okay, even though it is, you know, two to four weeks, and even though if he did come back in two weeks, usually with an injury, right, you probably have to rehab and ramp up. It doesn't seem like there'd have to be as much of a ramp up process. It seems to me he could realistically get back if he is better in two weeks and gets back a couple days before the Chargers game against the Raiders. There's a good chance he could play. Yeah, I mean, hey, I think a lot of us out there have had, had stitches at some point in our lives where, you know, you have to wait for that wound to kind of just heal up and, you know, whether those stitches need to be removed or they, they dissolved, you know, that takes, you know, seven, 10 days or, or some, you know, obviously everyone's a little bit different, but that's around and every surgery is a little different. Sure. Right. And yeah, of course, every procedure is a little bit different, but I mean, we're just talking about a wound healing to where, you know, you can step on it. You're not, you're not having any kind of pain um, and this is just a procedure for him and Hey, might as well get it done now where there is a realistic expectation that he could be back for week one. And then he's out there and he's comfortable and he's a hundred percent healthy. He's pain-free. You can go out there and do what he does better than pretty much any corner on the planet. And that's play man to man coverage and shut down number one wide receivers. And you got to imagine, uh, you know, the, the alpha dog, the competitor that JC Jackson is, there's no way on God's green earth that he's going to want to miss an opportunity to lock down one of the best wide receivers in the NFL in Devonta Adams come week one. Yeah, of course. And I mean, that's the thing too, is like, yeah, we're saying this, if you can't come back in two weeks, that's great. doesn't seem like it would take him very long to get back, you know, especially if he has a couple of days before the game, he's still going to be game planning the same. And he still should be pretty much full speed right away. He's not yeah. going to miss too much conditioning as Brian Staley said, Hey, he had this against the Cowboys, and he was basically locking people down against the Cowboys. He had great practices, even when he was dealing with the thing that he should even feel better from now that he's yeah. gotten that surgery. But at the same time, hey, if he misses that first game against the Raiders, David, that makes things a little sticky because you would yeah. think, hey, there's still a good chance he comes back the next week. Not as much when it's on Thursday night football, and I think that plays a factor in here as well, right? Because he's going to have a game. And then four days later, he's going to be playing again. So if he's not ready for the Raiders, will they be able to sign off on that in the few days they have in between before a big primetime game on a short week? That's the thing. Because if they can't, David, that is a huge loss. Because you're yeah. right. He would be covering someone like Devontae Adams, right? He wants to take away the other team's best receiver. And even though they you know, have more guys now that we'll talk about next, like they're better prepared for it. It's yeah. still extremely important to have this dude on the field. There's a reason that the Chargers went and got this dude and paid him the money that he did because he is that big of a factor on this defense. Yeah, I mean, Brandon Staley was looking for his guy. You know, when, when he was with the Rams, he had a pretty damn good corner named Jalen Ramsey, a guy who can lock up anybody that you ask him to. That was the vision. You know, of course, you have Derwin James, and part of having Derwin James is adding those weapons for your quarterback of the defense. One of those major commanders that he yeah. brought in was J.C. Jackson. That's why you give J.C. Jackson $82 million over five years because this guy has a reputation of success, a guy that's going to turn the football over, a guy who's going to lock up guys one-on-one, -on -one, man to man. And the Chargers don't really have many other guys that are capable of doing what JC Jackson can do. But man, it is definitely a humongous sigh of relief that we are not going to lose JC Jackson for an extended period of time and that there is a good chance he could come back. Man, I think I just have this overwhelming feeling of avoiding disaster. Yeah, well, I mean, I think the point here, though, is 
he could not be back as well. And you have to open yeah. yourself up to that, you know, possibility. And if he can't come back, the Chargers could still win those games, you yeah. know, and they have, they're better prepared for it. But at the same time, those division games are always so close, right? And so many times come down to one play, right? One play yeah. defensively to get a stop on the other teams down, right? Or yep. just being able to shut somebody down as far as a matchup, right? To hold the offense of the Raiders or the Chiefs just down a little bit, right? Just to make them yep. a little bit less potent. It is going to be a factor, a big factor, if he can't play because that, that there's nobody else on the Chargers went to go get this dude because of his man-to-man ability, like you yeah. said. But they don't have anybody else with that man-to-man ability on the outside. Right. They don't have anybody else that can shadow the other team's best receiver. The secondary will take a big hit. But the nice thing is, it's not just the secondary that plays defense, right? And the Chargers, yeah. even though could get set back as far as their cornerback room, if J.C. Jackson has to miss the two first weeks. They're a lot better in a lot of other areas, and they're much better set up this year and I think have learned from some of their failures last year to when they have a big injury in the secondary, they can overcome it better this year because not just the secondary has more depth, but also you have Khalil Mack and you have Kyle Van Noy. So we're going to get into why the defense is much better prepared for his loss if he does have to miss those two first games against the Chiefs and the Raiders coming up right after this. But today's episode is brought to you guys by bright.co the best jewelry insurance out there comprehensive fast and affordable jewelry insurance for as low as five dollars per month when i was preparing to propose i had so many nightmares about okay me potentially losing the ring especially since i did it at disney world i did not have insurance on the ring anything could have happened i mean imagine that you're on a helicopter right and all of a sudden the ring slips out and out the side of the helicopter and now it's dropping from twelve thousand feet imagine that you're on a boat and you fumble the, the ring into the water, right? You can't come back from that. But if you have insurance, it's much better than not having it. So here's the lesson. You don't want to be that guy, and you certainly don't want it to be splattered all over the internet. Because imagine you were that dude who just let a ring fall out of a helicopter. You don't want to be that guy. No matter if it's lost, stolen, or just can't figure it out, they will give you the full value of your ring back. And if you guys go to bright.co forward slash locked on, it's the fastest and easiest and cheapest way to cover yourself with the best insurance and jewelry in the business. All right, David, well, we talked about JC Jackson. We know how important he is. You don't get paid that kind of money. It reminds me of that all in episode Brand Staley. We don't pay JC Jackson as much as we do to not cover people well, right? Yeah, you yeah. Know, right. Like he was talking about the wide receivers yeah. and, the, you know, deep rookie DBs having to go up against Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. But it is hugely important, David, that the Chargers made improvements from last season where Brandon Staley has said it multiple times they weren't ready for the the injuries they had in the secondary with the corners especially that they had last year and it wasn't a great group of corners as we saw last year to begin with it wasn't a super strong group or a, a strength of this team but I do want to tell you guys thank you again for making us your first listen as always and I have something special for you guys to check out this week. It's the Ultimate Pro Football Review starting August 31st, an eight-episode extravaganza. Starting August 31st, search the Ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022 on your Odyssey app, YouTube, wherever you get your podcast from. But, David, my point remains the same, which is the Chargers, even though in the secondary, first of all, I think it's now you have Bryce Callahan over Chris Harris Jr., right? As Massive as upgrade. Big upgrade there. And then the two guys you had playing a lot last year, Asante Samuel Jr. and Michael Davis. And at least looks like Michael Davis has made some major improvements since last year and is ready to kind of participate in this defense as it's supposed to go. But it's also not just that, David. It's how much time does the other quarterback have to get rid of the ball, right? It's who do you have playing linebacker. The Chargers yeah. have a new edge rusher in Khalil Mack. 
they're going to the whatever DBs are out there should be in a much better situation because of guys like Sebastian Joseph Day and Austin Johnson. And you have more guys you feel better about in the middle, like a Kyle Van Noy. So even though this would be a huge loss, like we talked about, the Chargers are best set up to overcome it much better than they were last season, at least. Absolutely. There's no question about that. I think last year, everything, there's so much of a point of emphasis on, on Joey Bosa being able to provide all that pass rush for you. And yeah. now that doesn't have to be the case. Now it's Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack. And I've said it a million times on this show, coverage's best friend is a really good pass rush. And the Chargers, by all accounts, should have a phenomenal pass rush this season with those two guys that have been getting together, chopping it up, really comparing notes and trying to really get each other better out there. That's going to help these corners that have to go out there and cover. They're not going to have to cover as long. And there's probably going to be some rush throws out there, some opportunities for them to get interceptions. But when you have a Michael Davis that looks like he understands the playbook, looks like he's playing out there, playing fast, playing physical, man, that makes you feel good because the physical attributes of Michael Davis were never a question. It was, can we marry the natural ability with the knowledge of the playbook? And that seems to be manifesting itself on the football field. Asante Samuel Jr., another year in this defense, another opportunity to get more comfortable out there. And then Bryce Callahan, a a guy that already has an intimate knowledge of the system, a guy who has played for Brandon Staley before a couple of of different stops. And, you know, I think he's going to be a really nice weapon for the Chargers who, you know, we haven't got to see in the preseason. That's because he's been his natural self out there at training camp. And I really believe that this cornerback group is going to be a lot better this year than it was last year. Yeah, it should be. And the thing is, is if you just had improved the cornerback group, maybe the J.C. Jackson move hurts even more. Or what happened with J.C. Jackson hurts more. But you did. Yeah. You improved right. all those other positions as well. And yes. I think, you know, getting into third and eights, third and nines, like that gives a young corner or someone that might not usually be out there so much more margin for error, so much yes. more wiggle room than getting stuck in all these third and threes, third and twos and all these. It different just limits plays. what you can do. Totally does. So I think that those situations are going to be in should be a lot less hectic, right? And should have a lot less riding on their shoulders when they are in there. And the Chargers have some, you know, safeties too that they can use in the slot and other guys that can kind of man those positions. But the safety depth there, the cornerback depth, David, I do want to get into because it is kind of interesting to see where that's at now because we know J.C. Jackson, you know, could miss some time, could not. But if you are going with those top three guys now, Asante Samuel Jr., Michael Davis, Bryce Callahan for that first week, Who's after them, right? Because one guy that we've already kind of had a surprise cut, David, and it was when the Chargers wave injured Tavon Campbell, who was universally known as CB4 last year. And yeah, had an up and down season to say the least. He wasn't great, obviously. And that's part of the secondary depth and why you wanted to improve it so much. Yeah. But he had a lot of experience. And I think he did. He was one of the guys we thought it would be tough to unseat as CB5 because he's a guy last year, David, that played 62% of the defensive snaps according to Pro Football Reference. A lot. (laughs) And it kind of is like, hey, they're willing to get rid of this guy, which is a little bit surprising to me. And that was really surprising. Honestly, I, I didn't I, I didn't anticipate that. I didn't know that that was something that was going to I didn't know the injury was that severe, you know, to where they, they yeah. didn't feel like he was going to be able to come back from it. Uh, I just wasn't expecting that. So, you know, a guy that played a lot of football for you last year is not going to be there. So oh, someone else has to step up and take that role. And it seems like uh, there's a young corner that is ready to step in. Yeah, I mean, and also just to be clear on what waived injured means, right, as far as Tavon Campbell, he still could be with the team. If a player waived with an injury designation reverts to the reserve injured list, 
if he goes unclaimed on waiver. So if somebody doesn't claim Tavon Campbell, he could go on the Chargers injured reserve list. And, you know, he sticks around with the team. Same with guys like Damon Lloyd, who yeah. also got that same designation, which sucks because he had a strong camp. And also yeah. my baby boy, Forrest Merrill. Gonna, good chance he's going to be already, Forrest, he's already back with the team. Uh, but yeah, so I mean, it, it sucks for Tavon Campbell. He's another guy who had a, a crazy skill set. But going back to yeah. what you were saying, yeah, you're talking about Jasir Taylor, who we talked about a lot this offseason. I mean, it looks like I predicted wrong who would win that battle between Dean Leonard and Ja Taylor. But that dude's been making plays consistently in camp yeah. and starting to get noticed by his coaches. And he could be CB5, which if JC Jackson, you know, isn't able to play, maybe he's CB4. Yeah. Going into the first week against the Raiders, because it's kind of like Brandon Faison last year, David. We didn't really see it coming because he was playing such a big role with the team as they were kind of learning the defense. Yeah. And then he gets cut. He started to begin the last training camp in the first training camp under Brandon Staley. Yeah. And now he got cut. Kind of the same thing with Tavon Campbell. But Shasir Taylor, as a six-round rookie, must have given him the confidence to do that, right? And they also signed a new corner who is probably going to be fighting for a roster spot as well. And we'll get into that at some point and maybe seeing him in the preseason game on Friday night. But with Jasir Taylor, David, he's making plays out there, intercepted Justin Herbert at practice on Wednesday from according to Daniel Popper. And he's definitely separated himself. But can you trust him as your CB five or maybe even your CB four? That's that's tough. That that is tough. But Coach Daly seems to have a lot of confidence in him. He says Jaws really proven to be a very versatile defensive back. He's got good size for the position. We really like him as a defensive back feel like he can play a lot of different places on special teams. He's got enough speed to be an effective gunner. He's a good tackler. He's a guy, a good contact guy. That, uh, he's a good contact player as a defensive back. He's got a sturdy body. He's like 190, so he's strong. So that's a yeah. lot of really, really awesome compliments from your head coach to a rookie corner, a guy who also, he, he said, you know, we, we love coaching him. That, you know, you don't really just say that about anybody. So that, that means no. that Jazeer Taylor has come into camp has done everything that his coaches has asked him to do, and he's gone out there and performed on the football field, not only on defense, but on special teams as well. And we know how important it is to get guys that yeah. are going to contribute and be effective and a factor on special teams, especially if you're a young guy on the back end of the roster. You have to make that a priority before you get on the field on defense. Yeah, and I mean, maybe the most impressive quote from Brandon Staley is, he's a good tackler, which the Chargers <laughs> don't seem to have very many of during this preseason. And I honestly think that's, he's made plays. He's made splash he, plays. He's he had has. pass breakups early in camp and kind of, you know, spread out throughout, at least as the notes have been coming out. But at the same time, like, he's avoided disaster. You haven't seen him have the Dean Leonard preseason game. And I think that by itself, I mean, and the good tackling, because he has had some nice physical tackles, yeah. really has separated himself, right? Fitting in not being the reason for a big play to go wrong, not being, yeah. you know, the guy that is so obviously not ready, I think has helped him. And I think the Chargers obviously have shown some, you know, real, yeah, Brandon Staley said he, he's glad he drafted him, right? And I think it's yeah. just like they have a real confidence in him now, maybe that they didn't have at the beginning of the offseason. But as they've always said too, hey, we're going to be looking at every other team to try to gain advantages as well. So there could be another corner out there that maybe they bring in to add some depth to that unit, especially if J.C. Jackson isn't healing, you know, as they need him to to get ready for week one. But one of the big pieces of news that has come out of practice this week, David, and something we talked about a little bit was it seems like Trey Pipkins has won the starting right tackle job. So we'll talk about if the race is actually over because all the coaches are saying it's not over and what that means if he ends up being the guy who starts week one against the Raiders. And we'll get into that coming up after this. But I think 
David, one thing that all small businesses need to know about is LinkedIn jobs. As you gear up for fall, you need the right people on your team to help your small business fire on all cylinders. LinkedIn jobs is here to make it easier for the people that you want to talk to, to talk to them faster and for free. Create a new job post in minutes at LinkedIn jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. Then add your job with the purple, hash, purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring so your network can help you find the right people to hire. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on the candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and who you'd like to hire. That's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs as the number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. You want to find the right person for the job, most importantly. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. And did you know every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash NFL. That's linkedin.com slash NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. David, we are fortune tellers, right? We've talked a couple of times, you know, hey, maybe Michael Davis is the starter now, right? And then it seems like he is as of right now. Maybe Trey Pipkins got some separation in the last preseason game. Seems to be the case because this week, David, Trey Pipkins has gotten all of the snaps and starting right tackle with the first team offense, according to Daniel Popper. And I mean, I think famously going into that last preseason game, David, the one thing we had talked about consistently is there's no separation (laughs) in this battle. It does seem like there was some separation. And even though the coaches aren't willing to, you know, say that it's over, it does kind of seem like it's over. Yeah, I mean, use any type of analogy that you want or any kind of saying you want. It ain't ain't over till it's over. It ain't over till the fat lady sings. Well, I'm going to tell you what. The fat lady right now is warming up the vocal cords. She's already had her nice hot tea. As it stands now. As it stands right now, she's right about to walk on stage and perform because three straight practices getting all of the first team reps as you're at right tackle, that's the writings on the wall. That means yeah. that Trey Pipkins is the guy he's getting all the reps. This is what happens in the regular season In the regular season. The ones get all of the reps, not the twos, not the threes. They barely see the field. Okay. It's right. all about the ones, the starters. So for me, it seems pretty clear, although it has not been officially reported from the coaches. It seems to me that Trey Pipkins is your starting right tackle for the Chargers. Yeah, of course. And I think, you know, when you look at what time of the year it is, too, like this is a very important time. You're trying to get the offense firing on all cylinders, your first team offense in these practices, which you only have so many more of with the guys you expect to start there. And I think at the very least, David, it's not that I don't think Trey Pipkins can lose the job at this point, but I do think it's like, hey, Storm Norton has to go take it. Before it was 50-50. Now it's clearly Trey Pipkins in the lead and Storm Norton has to do something right to go win it or Trey Pipkins has to obviously lose it. And it's going to be very interesting to see if they play this weekend because no matter what, those are your, you know, starting right tackle and swing tackle, which is an incredibly important position. Your swing tackle last season played 15 and a half games for you. We've talked about that. Yeah. I don't know if they're going to play. Uh, I'm going to be interested to see if they play because at this point, the only way I can see this changing, right, is if they do play – and Trey Pipkins has the disastrous moments. I mean, I think they saw him have some disasters kind of in that Cowboys week, and he bounced back in the preseason game against lesser competition, obviously. But it does seem like, David, like unless 
Trey Pipkins is disastrous, right? It's it's his job. So he, they're saying it's not over. I guess technically it couldn't be over, but it seems like it would take something drastic at this point. Yeah, I mean, if they go out there and Trey Pipkins is absolutely horrible and gives up, you know, pressures and sacks and, you know, it, it's not in position in the running game and, you know, which is something that has never been a problem for me. I always felt like he's been a pretty good run blocker, but, you know, he, he's going to he have to go out there and absolutely have the worst game of his life. It seems like at this point and Storm Norton's going to have to go out there and be flawless. He's going to have, you know, have to go out there and not give up any pressures. He's going to have to, you know, keep his quarterback's clean. He's going to have to open up holes in the running game. You know, obviously I'm being a little bit, you know, being a little bit drastic here, but Trey Pipkin, you know, just to sum it up, Trey Pipkin is going to have to have a really bad game and Storm's going to have to have a really good game. And I don't know at this point if that's going to happen. Or yeah, if it's going to be as bad enough of a game to get you pulled from it. I I mean, I really am interested to see if they play because obviously both those guys are playing in a a very important position now. Like you really can't afford to lose either of those guys. At the same time, you know, I I don't know how much separation, like, you know, I don't know. It, we wanted someone to go get it by a strangle. You wanted it to be clear and obvious, and it just it really wasn't as clear and obvious Still as isn't. you wanted it to be. Still isn't. I mean, yeah. I, I think the separation, you know, we said there was separation. I think there was. Some people yeah. think Storm Norton played better. I mean, they've, ta- they've said stuff to us about that, right? I think that he was the one that was better in this last game and was more consistent. I think the first game was totally a push. Yeah. Uh, as far as what they did there, thought Storm Norton had some, you know, a couple bad moments, which I've talked about before. A couple of them were on penalties, but it's still, I still saw it. I yeah. still saw him getting B kind of thing. It's like that. I didn't see that happen to Trey Pipkins in that game. Right. But still, David, I mean, it doesn't make you feel great about the right tackle position. Like, obviously, I do think Trey Pipkins is going to be better. Yeah. I think Trey Pipkins could be serviceable, which is really all I think that the Chargers need at that position. Yeah. At the same time, we never really got what we wanted. It, it, you wanted to see all the improvement made in the offseason. We have seen some of it. Yeah. But you wanted to be like, oh, my God, like this dude is a dude now. Like yeah. This dude is just molly whopping everybody in front of him on the line of scrimmage in these preseason games. Just, you know, ragtagging second and third string defensive end edge rushers. Right. We yeah. never really got that. It's still kind of there's still some, I think, big question marks at that position. He's improved. But he didn't show like, hey, I'm that dude, you know, for the foreseeable future or anything along those lines. Well, just the angle of separation that you wanted. I don't think that we got. We just didn't see that. You know, there's there was just it was just marginal. There just wasn't enough to say, all right, there it is. I see it was enough for him to give who it is. That's the starter that, you know, no problem. I see it automatically. Unfortunately, we didn't really get that. And, you know, hey, both these guys put in work and they improved. And I think. You look at just this offensive line as a whole, you feel really good about four of those guys. I mean, even though Zion as a rookie, I mean, what you have seen, you're like, yeah, that's going to translate. That definitely looks like it's supposed to look playing guard in the NFL. And of course, you already know what you have in the rest of those guys. So, I mean, and I've said it before, I don't know how many teams in the league out there can say confidently that they feel really good about four out of the five of their starters. I mean, I just don't know how many teams are out there that you can say that. And so, you know, for the right tackle here, I just want league average play from the starting right tackle of the Chargers. If we get that, if we see that this year, I think there is no question that this Chargers offense is going to continue to be prolific and you're going to get a good offensive line for the Chargers this year. Yeah, and a lot of it has to do with health, obviously, and Zion Johnson's progression. And, you know, when it is live, bullets coming at him, and we'll see. Yeah. But it was kind of interesting. I mean, Lombardi did talk about both of the guys going for a right tackle and said that 
Storm has gotten stronger. And I also said that Trey has been more consistent as far as, you know, where those guys have improved. But he also said this, which I thought was kind of interesting when talking about, you know, hey, is there any kind of worry about Zion Johnson? Once things, you know, once the real thing starts, like, is there any concern about your offensive line? He said, if you have the same center, left guard, left tackle, I think we feel real good about our right guard. There's no mention of right tackle. So it's either like, okay, well, we don't know how we feel about right tackle or like, hey, maybe it's not the same right tackle as it was last season because he didn't say it was going to be the same right tackle. So that might get, I mean, just might be reading too much into it, but I did think it was interesting kind of hearing that from him. But I think it, it, if they both play this weekend, the race isn't over. I mean, if you know, Kippins gives up two sacks, you know, maybe things change. And because you have another week and a bonus week kind of to get whoever it is you want, they're ready. They're not saying it's called, but it is going to be interesting to see who plays and how they play in this final preseason game. But, we will be talking about the final preseason game tomorrow. And I know we missed the show yesterday. Well, guess what? You still get more bonus content on Friday night because we're going to do another post game show because we really appreciate all the, you know, people who tuned into the last one. So make sure you guys tomorrow, we want to check in with the show. We're going to be getting into who has the most to prove, right? Who's still finding four roster spots going into this last preseason game. Who will play in this last preseason game? Cause the charge lineup with the saints Friday night at 5 PM Pacific time for the last preseason game. And then it's going to be cuts, David, and we'll have to be back on Monday morning with who we think is going to make this team because the big cut is coming and some guys, a lot of guys aren't safe. So make sure you guys don't miss it. Go subscribe to the Locked On Chargers YouTube channel and also follow the show for free on all platforms, wherever you get your podcasts from. If you listen to Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever, you can find us there and make sure to rate and review if you like the show as well. We really appreciate that. We also post all of the show to all of our social media. You can find me on Twitter at DanTalkSports. And David Drogemeyer on Twitter at DrotalkSD. His DMs are always open. You can also find the show's page at LockdownLAC. And you can also find us on Instagram at LockdownChargers. And you can also find us on our Lockdown Chargers Facebook page. If you guys want to get your voicemails in, sorry, next week we'll definitely be getting into some more fan stuff and getting into some voicemails. You can call on to 323-524-7924. And we try to get every Chargers voicemail played on the show. But make sure you're back with us tomorrow for our final preseason preview with some guys with a lot to prove coming up on Friday night. But until then, take it easy and go Bulls.